So apparently you're not allowed to talk about racing or criticize racers unless you've been a racer uh, yourself. We'll talk about that. Uh, plus, there were lots of angry drivers this weekend, and we'll get you up to speed on Lucas, the Outlaws, USAC, and more. Let's go. It's Monday, July 25th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We've got a lot of stuff to get into today. There was a bunch of racing over the weekend, plenty of drama. Uh, and some news along the way as well. So let's dive right in. We had multiple incidents over the weekend that resulted in more altercations with plenty of drivers and crew guys upset. With the outlaws on Friday at Williams Grove, a heat race incident between Freddie Raymer and Danny Dietrich turned into blows and a big scrum in the pit area. My favorite part of that video was David Gravel running into the fray with a big smile on his face. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, I've got it up on the screen right now. It was kind of uh, crazy uh, to see Gravel do that. But Both of those drivers, Dietrich and Raymer, were inside the feature transfer, and the move that Dietrich made into three didn't really need to happen. They would have both been able to hold off uh, Shelton Hottenshield to the line. It looked to me like Dietrich just maybe misjudged the speed and hooked Raymer's rear bumper. Dietrich later ended up uh, eighth on the night in the feature, with Freddie taking a provisional and finishing 15th. Also on Friday, we had multiple guys upset at Robert Ballou for issues in the opener for Indiana Sprint Week. The Madman first got into Brady Bacon down the backstretch, sending the Hoffman car flipping. Bacon did go to Ballou under the red flag, but was diplomatic about it, as you might expect from a guy like Brady. Bacon, though, also had a spicy tweet afterwards, wondering if Ballou might want to go midget racing. <laughs> uh, and then later on, things uh, got wild with CJ Leary. Ballou made a move to the inside of the 77, coming to the white after Leary had issues in three, and the two cars came together on the front straightaway, with Leary then going for a pretty wild tumble. He also ended up heading over to Ballou's car, but this interaction wasn't nearly as cordial as Bacon's was. Leary threw two flying kicks at Ballou. He looked like he maybe missed the first one and then tried again. Uh, Pleasantries and sign language were also exchanged there. Not a great night for Ballou. I was a little surprised we didn't get any tweets from him about it. He's usually pretty vocal on social media after certain incidents, but was a little quiet after this one. And to close out a wild night at Houston's Ryan Timms and Justin Henderson tangled on the final lap of Sunday's 410 feature, and Brooke Tattnall ended up stealing that win. Neither car was destroyed, and there didn't uh, appear to be any fireworks between the two drivers, but Henderson did go after Timms in his post-race interview, referring to him multiple times as a rich kid and basically saying, that it didn't matter if Tim's junked cars because he had so much money behind him. Henderson is a solid dude. I know he was upset that he lost the win, but I continue to not like this method of attack. Tim's made a mistake and just slid too high, but uh, uh, let's keep in mind here that it was a final lap battle for the win. Tim's is young, but he's won at basically every level at this point. It's not like this was his first night in a 410. I would hope he would have a little bit more respect than that. And the rich kid attacks to me, just get old. Why are, like, why are we coming at somebody for having money and backing uh, to go racing with? I don't understand that. And I'm not saying that Henderson you know, shouldn't have been upset. He had every right to be mad that he lost that win. But the kid just made a bad decision. I wouldn't have had any problem with him if he would have just come and said, the kid screwed up. I don't know what he's thinking, whatever. But the rich kid stuff, I just don't love dragging that into this. I also wonder at what point we decided that you aren't allowed to comment on racing incidents if you've never driven a race car. I had several commenters come at me on my Winger McCarter thoughts because I've never driven a dirt late model. And then this weekend, I saw similar comments on social media regarding some of these other incidents as well. So because someone has never driven a 410 sprint car or a dirt late model, they can't say crap moves or crap moves. I don't understand that one. 
Racers behaving badly behind the wheel is usually pretty easy to spot. A bad slide job or move is not something you need a lot of experience to recognize, and guys shouldn't get off the hook for those actions. And the last time I checked, bench racing and reacting to these shows was a time-honored tradition, part of the fun of going and watching racing or watching it on the streaming services. On this show specifically, I personally don't have a problem if you disagree with something I say here. We won't always see eye to eye. I'm cool with that. I'm not going to get angry at you because you think I'm stupid or you don't agree with my opinion. But the you've never driven comments are a really lame way to come at people for reacting to these races. Moving on to the racing, let's get into some of the results from the weekend. Jonathan Davenport bagged the big money on Sunday at I-80 Speedway with Lucas. The show was postponed to Sunday because of weather on Saturday night, and Tim McCready actually ended up dominating most of that feature from the second starting position. He led 73 laps, but late in the going, Davenport slipped by him in lap traffic to score the $53,000 win. Superman maintains that top spot as the highest earner in dirt late model racing this season, in big part, obviously, because of that Eldora million win, but that $53,000 won't hurt there. McCready ended up second with Devin Moran third. T-Max lead in the championship standings continues to grow with it now sitting at 160 over Brandon Shepard. McCready hasn't finished outside the top 10 with Lucas since May 27th. Shepard uh, and third place Ricky Thornton Jr. ended up sixth and eighth uh, in the field on Sunday. Hudson O'Neill has taken over fourth in the standings from Tyler Erb as uh, Turbo continues to have an up and down season. Lucas is off now until August 11th when they head to Florence for the North-South 100. Dirt on Dirt's Kevin Kovac had an interesting note about Davenport and him doing video research. Apparently, he's been watching a lot of races to try and get better with track changes and where his competitors like to go as things evolve. We've heard that before also from a guy like Brad Sweet. These guys continue to try and find ways to gain an edge over their competition. And I think that video stuff is an interesting development, uh, especially kind of with the rise of the streaming service is kind of becoming a key part of the sport. Also, I wanted to mention Lucas announced that the, the Silver Dollar Nationals are on the schedule for 2023. We just don't yet know where they will take place. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. With the Word of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, the Williams Grove weekend was split between the Outlaws and Posse. Friday night, it was a Posse sweep of the podium with Lance DeWeese winning over Brent Marks and Anthony Macri. Deweese and the Kreitz 69K team hadn't won an Outlaw show since 2019. They hadn't been a factor really even in their uh, previous three Outlaw starts of this season either, and that included a 22nd place finish at Williams Grove back in May. But it was a nice methodical run from fifth to the win for Deweese. On Saturday night, we saw something we hadn't seen before, and that was Brad Sweet winning at Williams Grove. According to the series, Sweet had made 52 previous starts at the Grove without a win. He outdueled both Donnie Schatz and Sheldon Hoddenshield for the victory which was his first since way back in March at Vado Speedway Park. This was a weekend where guys like Macedo and Gravel really needed to take advantage of Sweet's Central Pennsylvania struggles, but the Big Cat flipped the script on them, topping all of his championship rivals on both nights. This feels like it could be a significant point in the race for the Outlaw title. Headed to Weed Sport this weekend, Sweet now leads Gravel by 54. Sheldon's up to third. He's 84 back. Macedo back to fourth. He's now triple digits behind after a Saturday night crash that left him 24th in the box score. So a lot of ground for some of these guys to make up with the Outlaws. And back to USAC uh, in Indiana Sprint Week after the fireworks with Baloo. Shane Cottle grabbed the opening night win at Gas City, stealing the lead late from Justin Grant. Saturday show at Kokomo was postponed to July 26th because of rain during the evening, and the Sunday race at Lawrenceburg was called a complete show, even though they didn't get the feature started. Uh, also because of weather, the feature payout was split between the starters, and points were given out as well. 
Indiana Sprint Week continues tonight at Circle City in Indianapolis, and fresh off that drama at Hussett's, Ryan Timms will be in the field in the Keith Coons Sprint Car. Should be a fun one there. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula likes Kyle Cummins tonight. I'll go Brady Bacon. You can watch that live over on Flow Racing. And out in Missouri, Tyler Courtney picked up a weekend sweep of the All-Star shows at Lake Ozark. I said on Friday that this could be a good weekend for Sunshine to put more distance between himself and Justin Peck, and that's exactly what he did. He led all 55 laps on the weekend, while Peck had finishes of 6th and 7th. With more Midwest racing on tap for this week, Courtney's points lead is now an even 100 over Peck and the Book 13 squad. Joby Miller had a nice run on Friday, finishing 2nd to Courtney. Parker Price Miller also picked up a pair of top 5s over the weekend. The All-Stars head to I-70 for two nights starting Thursday. I believe that's the Race Redeem Foundation race. Uh, and they're uh, at Knoxville this week as well. And with the Nationals looming, I bet that field is going to be strong uh, at Knoxville. Before we move on to other weekend winners, I wanted to point out the news from the weekend that Ashton Winger and GR Smith have parted ways. The pairing was in the field on Thursday at Sonoya, ending up 13th in the feature behind winner Carson Ferguson. They were not in attendance, though, on Saturday at Screven, where Brandon Overton picked up a $10,000 win. Sounds like things are still good between both sides, but they felt a change was necessary. Smith is now looking for a driver as he still wants to compete nationally with a series like Lucas. Winger is most likely headed back to his family-owned equipment, but uh, they told Kevin Kovac they need some time to get organized before they go racing again. Elsewhere in late model racing this weekend, Dona Marcoulier and Brandon Thurlby were summer nationals winners. Mark Whitener was a $10,000 crate winner at Golden Isles. Logan Martin and Kyle Beard were comp cams winners. And Jason Fager was a Mars winner at Farmer City. Also tonight, don't forget the Word of Outlaws. Late models are at Boone Speedway for 20,000 win. Dennis Herb Jr. continues to lead the Outlaw standings over Max Blair and Tanner English. The win prediction formula likes Bobby Pierce tonight. I'm going to go Jonathan Davenport, though, to kind of keep this party going. He is expected to race. You can watch that one over on Dirt Vision. Other weekend sprint car winners included Tim Crawley and Wayne Johnson with the ASCS. Their speed week continues tomorrow at Tulsa Speedway. Bud Kading was a 360 winner at Ocean. Trey Starks won $10,000 at Skagit. Holmesito won at Fremont. Aaron Reitzel grabbed the 360 win at Knoxville while the 410 show was postponed because of weather. DJ Neto was the NARC winner at Stockton. And Danny Dietrich was a winner Sunday at BAPS Motor Speedway. And one quick schedule note for you. The Super, uh, Super Dirt Car Series Hall of Fame 100 at Weedsport has been moved to August 15th. Rain and severe weather on Sunday are to blame there. Weedsport will now kick off four straight nights of racing, which also includes Brewerton, Fulton, and Canandaigua. And it looks like we've got five shows on the streaming schedule today. Dervision has the Word of Outlaws late models from Boone, like I just mentioned. Flow Racing has the Indiana Sprint Week from Circle City and Big Blocks from Autodrome Granby. There's also Western Sprint Tour racing uh, on Speedsport. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.